0: Hello and welcome to Frank Posen's Big Bad Podcast for May 18th, 2021. Don't forget to check out my blog at frankp316.blogspot.com and my other podcast, The Big Topic in Women's MMA. Got a big one coming up this Thursday with Schwan Hughes. Okay, let's start with uh, WWE. Uh, Asuka, of course, appeared on Sunday's um, um, Backlash show. in a three-way match with... Um, Rhea Ripley and uh, Charlotte Flair for the um, um, uh, Raw Women's Championship, and, and as I've said many times in the fast past, I do not much care for three-way matches. Uh, they kind of have a they kind of have a pattern to them, and uh, there's really not a whole lot you can do with the pattern. You have somebody thrown outside the ring. You know, there tends to be a lot of standing around in these type of matches because they're kind of disjointed just by their nature. I don't know why there were two of them on Sunday's show, and I just don't understand why the WWE and also AEW continues to do those type of matches because they used to be unique and special or whatever, and they just aren't anymore. They're run-of-the-mill. We all know how they work. Blah, 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 right? Right. Anyway, in the end, Rhea again used the Riptide to to pin Asuka, and again it was flat. And this is because, as I've mentioned before, the Riptide is a very weak finisher. Okay, especially when you're dealing with somebody like Asuka, who can kick out of any damn thing. All right, so it, it, they have to come up with a better finisher for her. All right, what what is the rip? What is Riptide? She basically just kind of does a. Um, a little bit of a flip into a powerbomb. So it's just, in my opinion, okay, it's just another powerbomb. But because they've given it a name, the announcers get to make a big deal out of it, even though it's really not that good, okay? I think they need to come up with a better finisher for her, and uh, she's capable, so, I mean, it's just not that good a finisher. Anyway, then last night at Raw, Uh, uh, they decided to have uh, Charlotte Flair versus Asuka for a title shot, okay? And there are a couple of things about this. First of all, Charlotte whined about not actually losing on Sunday. Rhea kind of taunted her about that, of course. And the decision was made with both Adam Pearce and Sonya Deville in the room. So that means that Sonya couldn't pull anything. Or, you know, Adam wasn't going to allow it, right? And so, when the match actually, when the mat, during the match, Rhea actually came out to ringside, and her, she wasn't even on commentary. Her main reason for being out there was to taunt Charlotte, okay? She knows that taunting Asuka doesn't get her anywhere, so she's there to taunt Charlotte. And again, and in this particular case, the, the taunting and Charlotte's kind of distraction as a result of that, you know, that's pretty much what lost to the match, right? Uh, It was pretty similar to other matches we've seen with Asuka and and Charlotte. I mean, uh, uh, it picks up as it goes on and gets, you know, gets more aggressive and that sort of thing. And uh, the the one spot that was kind of odd there is they were going to do a Spanish fly and Asuka decided not to do it and turned it into a missile dropkick. And uh, but I, I don't know why Asuka decided to do that cuz they've done it before and she must have seen something she didn't like or I'm not sure okay uh but I mean there's no question that Asuka is not a high flyer she this is about the only uh flying move like that that she'll do you don't see her doing moon salts or any stuff like that the yeah, about the only thing she does is the missile drop kick Other than that it's not part of her game. That's Io Shirai's game, (laughs) okay? So he doesn't do that. So in the end, it was the distraction. It was on the floor, Uh, you know, Charlotte has a confrontation with Rhea, and uh, what happens is Rhea tries to interfere, goes up on the apron. Though Charlotte kicks her down to the floor, uh, the distraction was enough that uh, Asuka turned an attempt at a um, figure eight, into a small package for the win. So that's it. So Asuka gets a title match now. Okay, fine. Now, uh, one thing I wanted to mention is that tomorrow night's AEW, you're going to have Hikaru Shida facing uh, Rebel, who is uh, somebody that comes out with... um, somebody who comes out with um, uh, Britt Baker. Okay, so Rebel used to fight at uh, TNA. He used to wrestle at ETNA. Uh, I don't know what the match is going to be. I suspect the match is just an excuse for a continuation of whatever angle they're going to do. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not thrilled with the angle. Let's put it that way. Okay, so we'll have a look at that tomorrow night. Now, let's move on to uh, last Saturday's uh, UFC show. Uh, we had three women's matches on the show. The first one... Uh, was um, um, Caitlin Chukagian over um, Viviani Araujo by unanimous decision. This was a flyweight. And the uh, only thing I'm going to say about this is that uh, I think that Viviani won the match and the judges totally messed it up. Okay. And I'm just going to explain that right off. Uh, Round one. Uh, I thought Viviani uh, won the round. I thought she was more aggressive. I thought she landed more punches. And I scored a 10-9 for Viviani. All three judges scored a 10-9 for Caitlin. So how did that happen? Well, it happens because Caitlin's fighting style is designed to fool judges, okay, into thinking she's better than she actually is. So what she does is she works at a distance She throws a lot of punches, but she misses most of them. Okay. And some judges don't pick up on that. Right. And in this case, none of them picked up on it. Okay. She just, you got to watch the fight. Okay. She didn't land. The punches didn't land. They were awful. Now, in the second round, uh, a lot of the round had uh, Viviani in top position on the ground. Um, yeah, Caitlin did escape at the end of the round and um, was able to land a few uh, at the end of the round, but it really wasn't enough. The top, the the chop cont- control and uh, her attempts at submissions and stuff like that should have been enough for Viviani to win that round, which I scored at ten nine for Viviani. Um, now, that's what we call round stealing, okay? Because two of the judges scored a 10-9 for Caitlin, and the third scored a 10-9 for Viviani. So round stealing is something that the, a lot of these judges have been told not to do, okay? But some of them end up doing it anyway because they're morons, okay? And so that's really what happened here. So here's, I'm thinking she's up two rounds, and the judges didn't score it that way, okay? Nobody thought that that should happen. All right. Okay. So Caitlin won the third round, which is fine because Viviani tired and she just didn't do as much in round three, but I have to assume that her coach, Daniel Evangelista told her that she's up two rounds. Okay. So in the end, the way I scored, it was 29, 28 for Viviani. Two of the three judges scored at 29, 28 and the third scored at 30-27 for Caitlin. So there's a couple of things here. First of all, after this happened, I said, oh, it's in Texas. Now, well, two of the three judges are guys who normally do Vegas shows, right? Marcos Rosales and Chris Lee. The third guy is a Texas guy who also refed a couple of batches. So, and Rosales was the guy who scored at 30-27. So he was really out to lunch on this one. Okay, so that's one thing. Okay, it doesn't really matter. The point is, it was very poorly scored. All right, there's no way it's 30 27. Listen, it should have been 29 28. You can't sit there and say, Oh, Viviani should have done more. No, she did enough, she didn't get credit for it. Okay, it's the judges, man. So that's that's the whole deal. All right, so uh. And then I also get asked, well, what should they do about this? Well, a lot of times, what happens with the Vegas judges is when they do shit like this, um, uh, Nevada State Athletic Commission Director Bob Bennett talks to them about it. And that happened after this happened at a recent Vegas show. And for a little while, we didn't see these type of problems, but now the problems are back. It was in Texas, so I don't know if he'll talk to them. I mean, but we listen. This sort of thing is not reported, but it does. It It is something that Bob Bennett does, okay? Even though he won't admit it. <laughs> All right. Okay, match number two, we had um, uh, Andrea Lee win over uh, Antonina Shevchenko with a uh, second round armbar, right at the, the end of round two, actually. Now, Antonina, this is also at Flyweight, Antonina is, uh, of course, the older sister of... Um, Um, is is the older sister of uh, Valentina Shevchenko, the champ, does basically the same things that her sister does, except she's not as good at it. Uh, She's big enough where she could probably fight at bantamweight. I've seen her enough that I don't think she's a UFC-caliber fighter. Uh, Andrea Lee uh, was in big trouble. She's like on a three-fight losing streak. Her rep is she has sex appeal and charisma, but she's a, a, she's a striker and she doesn't really do anything other than striking. And she doesn't, um, she doesn't uh, land enough to win fights. So she ends up losing fights by split decision and that sort of thing. So it was kind of a big surprise when, uh, all of a sudden in the second round, Andrea takes Antonina down and tries, starts going after submissions. So, uh, in the end, she, she says she heard the clapper at the end of the round, so she decided to uh, go for the submission for real, and she won with an armbar. So what's the deal here? First of all, I'll say this. I don't know if Andrea has ever gone for even taken anybody to the ground before. Okay? I don't think so. Like, I've seen her since her Invicta days, so I don't think she's ever done that. All right? But the point is, is there a reason why she's all of a sudden doing it? Well, you know, she's had issues with her training. Remember, she used to be trained by her husband who, uh, you know, ended up abusing her and he's now in jail, okay? So uh, she moved around a couple of places. Uh, She's been uh, spending a lot of time in Colorado Springs with uh, Tisha Torres and uh, Raquel Pennington. But uh, for this camp here, it looks like she spent some time at MMA Gold in El Dorado Hills, California. Uh, Coach there is Dave West. But the big thing... Is who trains there? Aspen Lad. Okay? And also Marion Renault was training there. okay? So you would have to think that someone like Aspen or Marion would talk to her and get her to do more on the ground. Maybe she always had these skills and she just didn't have the confidence to do anything with them. I like seeing it though. I mean, at least I was surprised because she doesn't do it. Maybe now she has the confidence to do it, and we'll see more out of her. She could be a better fighter like that. I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. I have to see her do it more than one time, <laughs> okay? That, that's always the, the way I think about that sort of thing. Okay, the third fight had uh, Priscilla Cachoeira uh, beat Gina Mazzani uh, by TKO at the end of the second round. And The problem with this fight it was, it was completely changed by an awful call. By a referee Mike Beltran. Okay, so Pr- Patr- Priscilla, I keep calling her Patricia. Priscilla is, is uh, trains a PRVT with um, um, uh, Jessica Andrade, etc. Uh, she fights the same style, except she's not as good at it. Okay, she hasn't looked good in the UFC. Okay, let's put it that way. All right. Uh, Gina uh, was in the UFC a while back. She's actually from Alaska, very similar to uh, Lauren Murphy. She w- was in the UFC a while back, did not do well as a bantamweight, left the UFC, has now returned to the UFC as a flyweight, okay? And she won her last fight, okay? Uh, she uh, got engaged to Tim Elliott, who's a, a UFC fighter, and they moved to his hometown of um, Kansas City, and they're training with uh, James Krause at Glory MMA. So, um, um, Gina won the first round, mostly with uh, ground control and that sort of thing, and she continued to do that in round two. And then, for some reason, Mike Beltran stood them up, and it it was unwarranted. Okay, she, it, it's not like he he'll say that he warned her. Okay, but in actual fact, but the fact is, if you watch the match, there was no reason for him to stand her up, stand them up. Okay, so. What happened then is Priscilla, uh, Priscilla uh, caught fire, and I guess uh, um, uh, Gina got tired, and she was able to, to finish, the, finish with strikes. But I think if uh, Mike Beltran hadn't stood them up, I don't think that would have happened. Okay? And, and you never know. It might have gone on, and Priscilla gets a finish in round three. Who knows? But at the time, <coughs> she was def- uh, Gina was definitely in, ground, in control on the ground and um, I I don't think the stand-up was warranted, okay? So what do you do about something like that, okay, when when a ref makes a big mistake like that? Well, not much, really, because, you know, Beltran is a veteran referee, he's usually pretty good, and I'm sure he'll be told by somebody that he made a bad call, and he'll go back and look at it, and maybe he'll look at it and go, "Uh uh-oh, it was a bad call, because it's not unusual for that to happen. But I didn't think the, war, the call was warranted. It doesn't convince me that Priscilla is any good. Okay. All right. Let's move on to uh, upcoming fights. Uh, first of all, this Friday, we have the, uh, what might be called the rebirth of Invicta FC. Uh, Invicta is, of course, the all-women's show owned by Shannon Knapp, but she doesn't own it anymore. She sold the company to Anthem Entertainment. Anthem Entertainment is uh, based in Toronto. Uh, the company is owned by the Asper family who used to own a global television network. So they started after they sold at global, they started the fight network. So they also own, uh, impact wrestling. Okay. And, uh, they own in Canada, they own the fight network and they bought, uh, about a year, year and a half ago, they bought access TV. Okay. So they need content for their networks, right? So what we're going to see with Invicta on Friday is the prelims will start at 7 p.m. on YouTube. And then at 8 p.m., the main card starts. It will be in the U.S. It'll be on Access TV. And in Canada, it'll be on the Fight Network. For international viewers, it'll also be on YouTube. And in fact, I mentioned that to uh, one of my friends from Japan yesterday that uh, just wanted to remind him that the show will be on uh youtube now um it looks like there's only from what i could tell six fights on this show including the prelims. so there's going to be two prelims and four fights on the main uh, card uh, i'm only going to talk about the uh, two title fights because a lot of the fighters who are on the rest of this show I ain't familiar with them and i guess the usual problem with invicta is you know i guess the roster is kind of weak right now so um you know, where are you going to, you're going to give title fights to fighters who really don't deserve them. So we've got two title fights here, uh, for, um, flyweight title. It's Karina Rodriguez, uh, versus, uh, Diana Torcato. And, uh, Karina, uh, is from Mexico. I believe she trains w- at Lobo with, uh, um, uh, Irene Aldana, etc. in Mexico. Uh, Diana Torcato, uh, uh, she uh, trains with um, Marina Rodriguez in uh, Florianopolis, Thai Brazil, is the name of the uh, the dojo. And, you know, I looked at the results. They both fought and evicted before. Uh, they've had mixed results at best. So if the roster was in better shape, they probably wouldn't put them in a title fight, right? At least that's the way I'm thinking, All right. The other, uh The other fight is... For the Atomweight Championship, it is Alicia Zapatella versus uh, Jessica Delboni. And um, uh, Alicia is uh, trains at Scorpion in uh, Ypsilanti, Michigan. And um, she's, a, I, I mean, I like her. I've seen her enough at Invicta that I figure she'll win this match. She, I like her. She's had pretty good results. Uh, Jessica is uh, trains at um, PRVT, So that's uh, of course, she's a teammate of, uh, uh, Jessica Andraj, and, um, she's had mixed results at Invicta as well. So those are the two main, uh, the main fights on this card. The rest of the show is mostly, um, fighters that I'm not particularly familiar with. So I'm not really going to talk about them. Um, a couple that are making their, um, MA debuts. Okay. Also on Friday night, we have Bellator, okay, and on the Bellator show, the main event of the show will be uh, Chris Cyborg defending her uh, 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 featherweight championship against uh, Leslie Smith, okay, so I want to talk about the broadcast a little bit, first of all, because obviously these shows are on at the same time. Now, there's a couple, of I think there's three other women's matches on the show on the prelims, and... Uh, Invicta is going to be on at the same time, so I'm probably not going to watch them. But um, by the time the Invicta show ends, it'll end before the title fight on Bellator. So where can you watch Bellator? In the U.S., you can watch it on Showtime, okay, as far as the main card is concerned. Uh, You can also, I believe they have a deal with BBC, and it's on the iPlayer in England, okay? They don't have any other TV deals that I'm aware of, okay, so the show for anybody else internationally, including here in Canada, the Bellator show will be on YouTube. Okay, so what I'll probably do is I will, um, so what I'll probably do is I will watch the um, uh, show, watch the um, uh, Invicta show and then switch over to Bellator. Okay, as far as the match is concerned, I mean, listen, Chris has beat her before. Chris has beat Leslie Smith before in the UFC. So Leslie is a uh, bantamweight fighting at featherweight. So she's too small. So I don't expect the, 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 anything to be different. Okay. That's as simple as I can make it. All right. Okay. Now we go to Saturday's show, which is a UFC show. And a big fight on the main card here. It's the co-main event. It is at strawweight. It is Yan Chonan versus Carla Esparza and of course Carla is a former strawweight champion Um, you know she's actually improved quite a bit since she had shoulder surgery so people wondering like how come she's better now you know in in her early days she was having trouble with her shoulder and she decided to get surgery and she's just a lot better now Um, she's a uh uh, you know she's a rest she's a college wrestler so that's her game for the most part um, she's a little undersized for a straw weight, but uh, you know, she's aggressive enough and good enough to make up for that sort of thing. She trains with Colin Oyama in um, California. Okay. Uh, Yan Chonan is of course from China. Okay. Uh, she's so far six and zero in the UFC. Her game is striking. Okay. You don't want to sleep on her. If you haven't heard of her, she's pretty good. And I mean, she beat you know, Claudia Gadelia, So uh, the guy she trains with, I can't remember his name. He's a former UFC fighter. And I know Lee Jangling is a teammate of hers. Okay. But she, you don't want to sleep on her. So the chances are pretty good that the winner of this fight is going to be the next opponent for Marina Rodriguez. So if it's Yan Chonan, that's going to be like a major league striking match. Okay. All right. So the other, uh, uh, there's, I think, Is it one or two? Oh, there's one other fight on this show. It's actually at featherweight, if you can believe that. It is Felicia Spencer versus Norma Dumont. Uh, Danielle Wolfe was supposed to do this match, and she dropped out, so Norma Dumont is in. Uh, Felicia Spencer has already gotten a title shot. She was born in Canada. She trains at the jungle in Orlando. And again, the, the featherweight division is so thin that you have to look at Felicia as a top contender, even if she already lost to Amanda Nunez, okay? Why do you think I want them to drop that belt? Norma Dumont is from Brazil. They were trying to get her to drop down to bantamweight, but that didn't really work out. So she um, has now moved back up to uh, featherweight. Hopefully she makes weight. But I expect Felicia to win that match, okay? Very simple. Anyway, that's about it for today. Again, if you have any comments or questions for my uh, blog or either of my podcasts, you can uh, do so at Anchor's Voicemail. Uh, Again, don't forget to check out my blog at frankb316.blogspot.com. And also check out my other podcast, The Big Topic of Women's MMA. We'll do another one on Thursday. Um, If you'd like to subscribe to my podcast, you can do so at Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. Have a good week. We'll talk to you later.